Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The night hung quietly, stuck perhaps in between breaths for what was to come, as if waiting for unseen elements to shift into place, one after another, so it might breathe again. Evening might as well have been morning for all it mattered in the city on the sea, the ground slick under Johnny's boots with a sheet of fresh rainwater, a mirror for the city to see itself in, to regard the glow of hollow signs and jury-rigged lighting, of a night market that had yet to find its pulse in the early twilight. It was a wonder if the city were to see its reflection. Would it be proud of itself? Of the world it had built? Of the events it had orchestrated? Of the lives it had turned towards this occasion? And of the price it demanded from them? Did the eyes of Neo-Atlantis even open for the likes of those who had borrowed power from it? Or was the hand simply ever extended, awaiting what was due as the body slept on? About time you reels your sorry carcass in. Keeping rock stars hours now. Spirit of vendetta violent, you are. <laughs> Some patter on you today. You the doorman now? Uh, afraid not. Could be nice though. Earning an honest living for a change. Oh, really now? Feeling the weight of responsibility on your shoulders tonight then? Alright, I'll bite. If you're not the doorman, then why is it you're standing out here like one? Shouldn't you be in there, entertaining Waylon? What? And have to put up with hearing him go on about a cheap cologne someone who sat in his chair three years ago was wearing. <laughs> to be honest, it's a bit much sometimes. Even for me, but I'm accustomed to him. Don't think I ever did tell you how Detective Grant and I had our little falling out, did I? You didn't? Is it my way to pray? You know that, Nick? Always appreciated that about you. Professional, right down to the core. Ahead of your years. The truth of it is that we pave a road under our own feet to get to the spot we're standing at now. Can't build a road like that in this city without someone or other's bones getting buried underneath. That's just how it is. I'll admit, a year ago I couldn't see that for nothing. Now that damned road is all I see. Before you ask, still don't believe in all this fake nonsense you lot are fond of. No. It's all cause and effect. The sins of the past returned. So yeah, I think it's time you know what my stake is. I was fresh to the biz of fixing. I've read in my hub when I met Waylon. It wasn't like he is now. He was young. Passionate. He'd found some work before in some circles, using his gifts for a chip or two. He wasn't in-in, though. Just an asset. Should have seen it all coming. 
but I didn't. One day it was him who needed information. I leaked on some disappearance or other. I accepted it without looking too deeply. I had mercs that needed work, you see. It wasn't at all an easy job. Throops sunk deep into Yakuza secrets, but it was fresh enough that there was a trail. Kids go missing all the time, and anyone the Yak wanted gone... Well, it wasn't my place to get involved in underworld affairs. But a bit of information? That was a deal that could get done. Especially if it gave him closure. The kid seemed heartbroken. Didn't take into account just how desperate he was. That was my first mistake. Turns out he was broke. No chips to his name. Favours all tapped out. Heartless bastard I was that day. Embarrassed at my lack of diligence to boot. Told him to fuck off. To come back when he could pay my price. But the only favour I'd been doing for him was covering up the fact that he tried to fuck over a hub. By the time he could... Pay, that is. The name's on my list. The leads I drummed up were all dead and buried. The only thing was smoke. Best damn cover-up job I'd ever seen. Never got it out of my head, that. Stuck with me. Changed me. It was that look he gave me when I sent him off, I think. Like I'd killed the girl myself. Maybe I've gone and convinced myself that I did. You're thinking of coming out of retirement, aren't you? Don't think I can handle it alone. It's not that, and you damn well know it. I need to do this one for me. I've got to put this skeleton in the bed, Johnny. I need to see this girl get found. Or that it ends. That there's closure. Or it'll follow me. Put me out of business like whatever it was that caught up with Lucy. The sentiment will surely get me killed in the process, but I mean, none of us get out of this life alive. Am I right? Suppose not. Besides, it'll be a trip working beside you. See how they did work in the black and white days, yeah? When we were all still standing on dirt. <laughs> Shall we go inside then? Uh, black and white days, is it? Smart ass. Oh, maybe we ought to stall a minute or two before going in. Uh, it's only fair that I give you some warning as to what you're about to walk into. Wayland's assembled a team. They're inside already. You're the last to arrive. Not used to working with a crew that isn't mine. That's fine, I'll adapt to it. Thanks for... But that's not it. Oh, shit. I don't really know how else to put it. But it's like she rose up from the dead. If Nick had said anything more, the words slipped past her ears as Johnny pushed on by him. Her gut churned as instinct urged her through the door and past the projected beams of a hollow scanner. A sure sign the albatross was standing on its highest level of security that Nick was expecting trouble. Automated defences of all kinds, from turrets to pulse charges, would be active so as to dissuade and pacify any sort of aggressive activity within. She didn't know how she'd known, but it had stuck with her. The sense that things remained unresolved with the assassin that had haunted both her heart and mind only a year ago. That Derby Bell, against all odds, might have somehow survived a fall into a hostile ocean such as she had as if a story which had begun with death couldn't be undone by it, 
even if it was their only resolution Johnny could imagine, that it wasn't the price the city was demanding of either of them. With all that said, it should stand at little surprise that the killer herself was present for the meeting, draped over a barstool as if it were a throne, her feet stretched out onto a second seat as if this were her home, as if she'd made it her den. Waylon was already walking towards her, as if anything the man might say could defuse the bomb that had been lit. No. No fucking way. What is this? Some sort of sick fucking joke? Johnny! No, get your fucking hands off me! You know what she did! What she did to Evic! How she nearly killed Evan! Now you've put her in front of me under a hub's roof. As if that'll do a damn thing to stop me! There have been some strange developments. Allow me to- Really? Developments? I've been between her sword and your goddamn throat, and now what? Two of your old pals, is it? Did I miss something? No, you know what? Just fucking save it. And to think that I felt sorry for you, Waylon. That I agreed to help you find that girl. I'm out. Deal's off. To hell with the lot of you! Oh, oh, you best unlock that fucking door, Nick. I'm warning you. How very dramatic. Can't we just put the past behind us? Doesn't have to be this way. Antagonize me again. Just you fucking try me one more time. I dare you! I already killed you once. I can damn well do it again. Johnny, it's... More complicated than it seems. Just please allow me to explain. Oh, it's complicated! I bet it is! Let's hear it then! Let's hear how you bunch dreamt this would work out. How this ends any other way then! She's Alex's mother. The words landed with a weight that Johnny hadn't anticipated, forcing her mind back to the first job she'd done with the detective. To the night they'd met Derby Bell, and specifically to his words. Words she'd disregarded moments before gunfire had torn through the abandoned offices they'd been investigating. He knew her. That hadn't been someone else's memory. He'd recognized her. He'd even stopped Johnny from pursuing the assassin in the canal. Nausea was a herald to thoughts that began to unravel, to spiral out of control, as her knees felt like they might give out. Waylon had protected her. He'd known. It was all connected, like Rivik had said it was. Pieces sliding into place. Oh, that... That's just... Fuck. How is that? I wouldn't have believed it myself if Waylon hadn't vouched for her. Do not mistake her for being sentimental. She never gave a damn about Alex. Not then, not now. She's simply being pulled towards this like the rest of us, caught in its tide. Imagine thinking that you know anything about me, of what my sentiments are or what is and isn't business. I'm here to tell you that things have officially changed, boys and girls. The two of you set something into motion when you clumsily started poking at old secrets that even I knew to leave buried. Truth is, I've been keeping a low profile since I surfaced. You know, after you and your friends tried to kill me. <laughs> I assure you that despite my love for being in the spotlight, I know how to stay gone if need be. That was precisely what I was doing, biding my time and trying to figure out which way was forward. 
how I was going to take advantage of what might happen in a new life. A rebirth. Nobody should have known I'd made it back into the city, that I was still breathing, but they did, whoever they are. Long story short, they found me and I barely made it out of my safe house alive. Not many killers out there that could have hoped to pull off a job like that. I should know. I've met them all. I've synced the time of the assassination attempt to be shortly after we met with Lin Feng Min. It would seem to confirm Lin's rather morbid paranoia. Still doesn't explain how the two of you washed up in my bar, flying a white flag together. Look, I've had about enough of the drama, and I think I've been more than fair to have given you this opportunity. <laughs> Against my better judgement, I should add. I'll have the full story right now, else I'll lift the house's grace and let Johnny have her way. God knows I'd like to see it. Nearly forgot how fucking insidious you are, Belle. <laughs> Almost want to take you up on that, Mr. Ballard. But fine, we can do this your way. Under the water, something happened. I thought it was a dream for a moment. A voice came into my mind. Something I heard before, as if it were a replay of some old trid, followed by singing. You've heard of the siren, right? Hmm. A mere ghost story or urban legend that's gained some traction in recent years. They say you can hear her voice if you swim far enough under the city, guiding you back to the surface, away from the darkness below. I've never experienced it myself. Then again, I've never... Well, the Myrrh don't swim that deep without reason. There is an unrest in the dark below. Well, I heard this siren of yours. Haven't been able to get it out of my head, actually. Something just... clawing at me. Took a while to figure it out. Could call it a mother's intuition, if you will. But the singing I heard? It wasn't some ghost story. It was Alex. I've been in the business long enough to know that real coincidences in this city don't work like that. I hear my missing daughter singing down there in the deep. Voices playing back in my head. Fortune cookie prophecies falling into place around me. All confirming that I was exactly where I was meant to be in that moment. I mean, I'm a narcissist and even I don't think the world revolves around me that much. No, kids. My baby girl's pushing on the hands of fate, and we'd better listen to her. And how do you figure all that? What do you mean you heard voices before the singing? Was that your Alex too? No. No, that was Revic. Some real cinematic beyond-the-grave shit, too. I can't even listen to this anymore. This fucking bullshit! I won't entertain my father's killer sitting here telling me he's hearing his ghost! I fucking hope it's true. He'll be fucking haunts you at night just as he haunts me. Nick, time to open that door. I'll honor the accord and not put bullets in her under your roof, but you've got to open that door. We're not done, me and you. You hear that, Belle? We're not done by a long shot. Come in now, you. Please. He took her by the arm, guiding her towards the other side of the bar. It was an act he knew he wouldn't have gotten away with if the Merc wasn't willing to entertain his words. 
If anything, he felt her resolve crumble at the gesture. The bartender didn't need psychic gifts to tap into the weight the woman was carrying and how heavy it must have become under the current situation. Pulling a plastic stool from under the bar top, he sat Johnny down before sitting down across from her. Nick, I can't. I can't do this even for you. Please, don't ask me to. Find someone else. I wish I could. I really do. But I need you, Johnny. It has to be you if I've got any hope at all of making it out of this thing alive. Oh, this... This is mad, isn't it? This whole thing... I can't blame you for wanting out, but I'm afraid we both missed last call on that. And it's time to pay up. Don't you dare, Nick. Don't even start trying to justify it. Convincing the both of us. Stay retired. Stay out of the mix. No matter what it is that you think you've done, you don't deserve whatever this is. The situation is beyond mad and the, the two of them aren't far behind it. Worse still, you're obsessed and they're using that. Using you. Praying on it. Fuck me, even I can see that, and I promise you I'm only seeing red vengeance right now. Look, if there's any truth at all to any of this, if Alex Webb is alive, and the accuser think this has attention from the core, well, let's be honest, Waylon would sacrifice the both of us to Kraken for even a chance to rescue this girl, and Derby? Fuck, she doesn't care about a damn thing other than her own skin. She's a murderer, Nick. One that I have too much unfinished business with for this to work out. You're right. Everything you said. You're absolutely right. But you know me. And you know that I have to do this. <laughs> and we can both see why it can only be you behind me on it. <sighs> Since we're being honest, is there anyone in the business that blinked twice on a used-up old bartender getting lost while out on one last job? It's even damn right poetic. Now, I'm in a spot. And I'm being forced to admit that I fucked up. Between you and I. Mixed feelings and with the biz. And now you're family to me, Johnny. You're the only one I can trust. Besides, like I said, it's too late now to get out. Wayland's seen to it. Purposefully or not. If there are knives in the dark that scare demons like Miss Bell over there and the eyes of Kraken are on us, then the only way is through. And the only way that we get to the other side is if you and I stick together. I'll make you a promise, though. Don't, Nick. No promise. Promises follow you. It's got to be Biz this time. Fine. Terms of a new deal between you and I. Fuck the chips. We do this thing. We get to the bottom of this Alex Webb business and we close the cover on it. Grit through it any way we can. Clench teeth all the way if we need be. After the job closes, if she's still alive, you and I deal with Darby Bell. Together. Once and for all. I'll throw the entire might of the hub at it if I need to. You'd do that? It's only right. What she did to Revic and all. What she's put you through. If there's a back in this city that deserves to be stabbed, it's hers. But we need to find a way to play along for now, you understand? You need to bury your heat with her, or find a way to cool it off, at least until we can put this thing to bed. Do you think you can do that? I don't know, Nick. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'll try, just for now, for you. You prick. 
The deal is done, then? God save us both. The deal is done. You've been listening to Cybernautica Undertow, brought to you by Red Fathom Entertainment. This episode features the voice talents of Luke Alfonso as Waylon Grant, Bianca Skinner as Derby Bell, Abigail Turner as Johnny, Alexander Dottie as Nick Ballard, Dan Bowd as the narrator. Voice extras included in the show notes. Undertow is directed by Amanda Hufford, written by Damian Sidlow, sound design by Chris Henry, with script editing by Jupiter Sanders. A special thank you to all of our incredible Patreon and Indiegogo backers who contributed funding to make this return to Neo-Atlantis possible. If you'd like to support Red Fathom Entertainment in continuing to create Cybernautica and other great audio drama stories, please stop by our website at www.cybernauticapod.com and find any number of ways to support the show as well as follow us on Twitter at CybernauticaPod. We hope to see you again in Neo-Atlantis, listener. Look to the sea. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sure I can't get you a drink? Uh, I, um... They'd had a moment, hadn't they? That afternoon when Garrett had smiled just like this, warm-eyed and amused in a way that made Tony want another cigarette, but also want to step forward and... Hey, Kate, what are you writing? Ah! New text post on Thursday, May 21st. Title. Why you should be watching Selkirk. So, Selkirk fandom, who wants to read my 5,000-word essay, Garrett, last name? Secret werewolf. I'm Kate, by the way. They kiss? I think I lucked out when I found Selkirk. Because if I'd loved something else, I would have made friends, and I would have been able to read a ton of great stories. But this way? I met you. Me and Day You, a new story about love and fandom from the Procyon Podcast Network.